This is the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Let's get it. I'm Austin Norman back in the 93.7 The Ticket studios in Lincoln. He's Amon Green up in Boise, Idaho at NACAD. Yep. Uh, you mentioned this is your chance as uh, coaches and directors to get away and play. So, are there uh, are there organic tournaments springing up up there? What's yeah. what's the gaming setup for y'all? Yeah, so we got mini tournaments of uh, Rocket League, League of Legends, Overwatch Two, Valorant, and Smash, and maybe probably a few others. Maybe get a I gotta get a Madden game in there <laughs> and sneak some Halo Infinite, and I'll be a happy man for the weekend. So got that going on actually tonight we're gonna have dinner coming up right after the show mm-hmm. um and then get into basically the festivities and then tomorrow and saturday that's when we get into the hard tax of of asking questions to doc haskell and other uh directors and coaches that have been you know directors and coaches for longer than i have of their best practices of from recruiting to budget building to um a facility build out to uh the esports ecosystem and how to keep it growing on campus and then the community that they're existing in and stuff like that. So there's a lot of good stuff that I'm ready to just soak in as a sponge. And my, like I, like I did already, I showed you my note taking skills mm-hmm. that been owned since Nebraska and through the NFL. I'm just like, I hear the stuff. I do more list. I learned from Clinton Childs my freshman year that when you, when the coaches are talking the first time about something new, it's better just to listen and not write and try to listen where you're multitasking. So I find myself listening more until they're kind of repeating themselves. And then once they start repeating, then I, I start writing. Or mm-hmm. if we're wrapping up and they're just saying, you know, what the the, the rest of the night's going to look like, you know, everybody, we're going to meet at this time for dinner here, whatever. When they do a that conversation, that's when I start remembering the notes I need to write down for stuff I don't want to forget because it was very important to know and learn the new process, learn a new protocol on vetting out recruits, vetting out coaches, vetting out um, whatever activity we want to plan out for team building, stuff like that. And so, you know, I, I've learned a lot in the last three years, but I could always learn more. And that's what, that's what I'm here for. Take our listeners through the process of taking film that you're watching and the notes mm-hmm. that you're taking on that and applying that on the field. Because I think most people have an idea of what it's like to, you know, take notes and study for a test that you're going to, yeah. again, do the same thing, sit down and write, sit down and type on a computer. But mm-hmm. I, I think fewer people, you know, have done, you know, obviously what, what you did in the NFL, but even, you know, taking notes at a seminar and applying them big picture. So let's start with the football aspect. How do you, you know, take your notes that you use to study and apply them on the field because it's not like you're carrying a notebook. You got two hands for for the football for that. <laughs> right, right. No, you you uh, go down that road of repetition. Um, the writing it down that's one rep. Reading it after you write it that's another rep, and then continually going back to that notebook page or that notebook where you put your notes or that notebook in your cell phone where you put your notes. So I have I have both. I have physical notebooks where I write, you know, freehand. And then I have my uh, notebook on my iPhone where I'll type stuff in there because sometimes I like that a little better because my chicken scratch gets bad. So I'm like, <laughs> is that an E or an A? So, so now I, I could go in there and then I could copy and paste that to a Google Drive and then 
bring it to my coaches and say, hey, this is something that we're going to work on this fall or spring. Uh, bring it to my players, ideas that I wrote down that I need to express to them and then understand the mindset of what practice should be like every day, what your communication should sound like every game, um, giving them tips on things. And it might get repetitive for some of the, you know, some of the club players because they've been doing it and they know what it looks like to be a good communicator. They know what it looks like to have their mechanics down, but it's always good with the repetition. So that's where then when it gets to when it, like you were referring to me getting on the football field. Yeah, I don't have a notebook because now I rep I did so many reps that it's just painted all over my mind and my brain to know what to do at certain situations when they pop up. And that's what we are as coaches and directors. We are constant communicators. And uh, really, I say, what's another for uh, constant communicators? And we're always repeating ourselves. Mm. That's something that obviously for the players may get a little bit annoying, but it's our jobs to remind them of things that's going to hold them where they need to be at the level of game playing, the level of being a player and a human being to be, you know, to be good to their teammates and, and for the squad itself. In conjunction with the notes, how important is the skill of visualization? Because as I, as I think through this from over here, it's one thing to you know write the notes down to read the notes, but to me, mm -hmm. I feel like it wouldn't do nearly as much good if you can't you know picture the hole you're supposed to hit in the timing. If you can't picture 100%. the lane that you're going to be going down or the head glitch that this person is on. So how important is pairing the you know experience, the film, the visualization aspect with the notes you're taking? Very important, Austin. It's something that I learned personally back with um, Dr. Stark on campus, Dr. John Stark. Um, was uh, a guy who my freshman year helped me out with a lot of things along with the coaching staff. And I remember him giving me, at the time, CDs that he had done some meditation talk on there and visualiz visualization talk. And so I learned at 18 how to visualize stuff. And I kind of had it really good because if you remember me a couple episodes ago talking about, I say first episode, I think, talking about setting goals. Mm -hmm. So setting goals is like visualization because you're putting it on paper then you're reading it in the morning, you're reading it at night and you're thinking about accomplishes. So that's that starts a young player, a young adult in visualization. So when I got to the college level, it was now then when I lay down at bed, you know, lay down the bed to take before I go to sleep. I started remembering the video, the, the CDs he gave me and visualize myself scoring a touchdown visualize myself making the play that needs to be made for my team and my teammates at that time so with the same instance to the players here it's been you know making that play in a game of league of legends or call of duty or overwatch see yourself making that important play you know if it's big or if it's small see yourself doing it because if you don't see yourself doing it not that it's not going to happen the chances are of it happening will decrease. So the more you visualize it every day before the moment comes, you have less anxiety, you have less nervousness, or then it happens. So then the percentages are higher that's going to happen because you built all the confidence. You thought about it for a whole month before it got there. And so when you're in that moment, you're not hyperventilating, you're not breathing hard. You're like, oh, I've already been here because you thought about it hundred other times before you actually got in that moment and so teach it and that's something that i know the players are not going to learn in one week 
in one day. It's going to be something like I mentioned. I'm going to repeat it every day. Visualize you winning. Visualize how you're rotating in certain areas on the map. Visualize how you're communicating, what you sound like in the comms. To you. Visualize good comms to your teammates. So when you're doing it repetitively, it just becomes habit. Because we, we're, you know, we're creatures of habits. Mm-hmm. We, most of the time, create bad habits. <laughs> but we're in the process as a coach develop players into developing good habits so if you could do bad habits you could do, do bad uh, good habits the same way just repeat just repeat them every day and then you'll have them habits that you don't even realize that you thought you could have and then boom you're doing things and you're like wondering how that happened and, only, and basically it's simple you just kept repping it repping it repping it reminding yourself getting reminded by me by other coaches your teammates and then boom Everything that you visualize yourself accomplishing, accomplishing in the game, in the classroom, in life is right there. From high school on through college, drafted into the NFL, could you notice, you know, like you said, you're not expecting your players to learn how to visualize perfectly in a week. Could you, mm-hmm. you know, along your journey, recognize where, you know, you, you grew as a note taker, as a visualizer? Is that something that, you know, the older you got towards the end of your career, you look back, you could tell how far you'd come? Yes, it, it like it started that conversation with with Clinton Childs. That first conversation, you know, I'm a freshman, he's a senior, and he says, "Ag, man, you know, just he, I see you writing all them notes, but sometimes you're missing out on some other key line or detail." Coach Osborne or Frank Coach Solis says, so he's like, "Put the pen down for a second, and just pay, just listen, you know." And I looked at it, and I thought of, once he said it, it made sense because I'm like, "Well, you know, when I'm watching my favorite movie or I'm watching a movie." I'm not sitting there writing everything down, but I remember everything from the movie, you know, then I'm like, you know what, let me just do that. And so I put the pen down and it started listening and I and watching, you know, watching Coach Osborne, Coach Solis walking around as they pace, as they write stuff on the board. Um, and then when they wrap, when they were wrapping it up, that's when I was like looking at the board, start taking all the notes. But then I already heard it, you know, I saw it. And now I'm repping it again. Right? So I got three reps right there. You know, I visual, I, I auto, my auto, you know, the audio, I heard it, visualized it, I saw it, you know, with my eyes. And then now I'm writing it at the end to get all the notes or just ask my teammates, hey, man, I didn't write everything down. Let me check your notes out real quick. So that part of it is just where, like you said, three reps right there. And you just heard it for, you know, the first time. Clinton's a coach now too, right? Wrestling at Burke. Did I see that? I believe, I believe so. Oh, wow. I didn't know he's at Burke. I, mean, I know he's at Nord for a while, but then, hey. Got to move on. Got to move on up. <laughs> so you mentioned, uh, you know, a rivalry with Iowa for the esports teams. That was a big yeah. theme of the shows today with uh, Nebraska's new yeah. schedules, you know, being released for the Big Ten in 2024 and 2025. High school rivalries. Did you have any? Was there a game or two that stuck out to you? Oh, yeah. That's easy breezy. Uh, well, right away was uh, me transferring from north to central. Right. After my sophomore to junior year. And that instantly became a rivalry because I was the traitor. <laughs> That's what I heard from <laughs> everybody at North High School. That, I grad- that we all graduated around the same time. Or we'll see each other at track meets or the grocery store or the barbershop, wherever. It's North Omaha. So we're going to cross paths somewhere. Hey, you traitor. And then we, I just laugh. I'm like, hey, man, my mom made me trade, bro. I can't, I can't argue that. You know? it wasn't, I wanted to stay at North, but 
But my mom had bigger plans for me, and you know, her for her son. She she wanted more. She wanted a little bit better. I don't, you know, whatever was her mindset. That was she nailed it. And so, yeah. So that rivalry, I remember that first game after the transfer, my junior year, we played in Norris Stadium, um, Berkowitz Stadium, with Norris High, Junior High School at the time, and now you know Central is at Central now. But that first game, I remember we st- we kick off the game, and the first half we. Pretty- Ben Givhan, um, Tony Colvin was the quarterback. And they had a few other good players, uh, Dorsey Sherrod, I believe. And they gave it to us. Like, we were down 14 nothing at halftime. And this time of the year, it was second or, maybe it was the second or third game of the, se- of the season. And we've been averaging, myself and Damian Morrow, been running for 100 yards. And I don't think we got 100. I don't think we got 50 between us Ooh. in the game. You know, we're doing nothing. And so I remember going into the locker room, sitting there, and Coach Bobby Bass, who was a, you know, fantastic uh, uh, running back at, I believe, Benson High School during his time. He was our running backs coach. And he sat us down. We sat down, and, of course, I already know in the back of my head, I've been around football long enough at that time, being a junior in high school. I was like, we about to get read the riot act right now. So <laughs> it's not going to be fun right now. And he did. He went in on us and he said a phrase that I repeat now because at the time I heard it, I was like, oh, wow. He just said that. And he said, y'all need to stop sugarfooting around on the football field. And I'm like, man, I'm like, sugar. Okay. When you eat it, it's sweet. So we're being, you know, we being like candy out here, soft, running around, not running the ball. I'm like, that's all. Like when he when he said it, it just went one ear and it stopped at my other ear. And I'm like, oh, let me process it. Oh, he's saying we soft. And so it just ignited a bomb and went off in my head like, oh, my God. He just said that we are not good, basically. And I'm like, <laughs> a, it, it flipped the switch in my head. I came out of that locker room like a banshee. We got the ball and say we got the it kicked off to us. I took that opening kickoff to the house. Woo! Had, had it was it, even if I had teammates out there blocking, but I didn't. Need, I didn't need blocking. I was so <laughs> focused because I watched the film then and now, and I remember just literally running through everybody on the North Vikings kickoff squad. You're telling me, me. You're telling me that your run in high school was better than Tommy's against Florida. Is what I'm hearing. No, no, I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> you said that. No, it was good for that time. What my team needed coming out the locker room from what Coach Bobby Bass, shout out to Coach Bobby Bass. He got in our butt because at that time we needed to wake up. We needed to play for same play Omaha Central football. We weren't doing that. And he 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 rattled the cage. And myself. Damian Morrow, we both looked at each other. So I ran the kickoff back, and he had a couple of touchdowns. I think we we came back at one, either 21 to 14 or 17 to 14. So Vikings didn't score in the second half of that game. I had the kickoff return, um, and then maybe another touchdown on top of that. I can't remember all the scoring, but I know we won. Um, and so that rivalry had begun. The next year, our senior year, it was a little bit. We kind of we came in more focused. So that game, we took care of that game early. We played North when that's when they were playing at Northwest. I'm not. Do they still play at Northwest? North High. Good question. I, I don't know. That's a great question. 
Uh, but at the time, 1991, uh, or no, 1993, um, we played them at Northwest High School. That was their home field. And we came, we beat them pretty. We got on top of them right away. We didn't let the first half happen like it had happened the year before. We ended up beating them like 28 to 14 or something like that. And But it was clear, you know, that we were more focused than we was my junior year. There you go. We got one last break to take here on the Amon Green Show. We'll be back with the Husker legend. Wrap it up next.